the Dirt Reporters for Wednesday, January 24th. I'm your host, D. Suave, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac and Kyle McFadden. As you can see below me, Todd Turner is still out with sabbatical. But starting next week, I think we might get a, a maybe a fan guest or something or another writer. Maybe we'll bring Joshua Joyner. Uh, tweet dswab underscore 12 for some recommendations of who we can have uh, on the show. I think it'd be great to have a fan on here next week talking about post-GIS and as we get geared up for Ocala and all tech. But guys, Kevin Kovac especially. I know Kyle McFadden made his uh, first ever time to Volusia for 1.0 edition. But I've been saying it for five or six years now, Kovac, that Volusia – is one of my favorite tracks at Speed Weeks. It's the top track at Speed Weeks. I've even put it in my top five across the entire country. Last weekend, it put on a show Friday night. Saturdays was a you know a pretty good dandy as well. I know the uh, heat races weren't as good, but they reworked the track, and we had a pretty uh, damn good feature as well. But it did it once again. Volusia is making some noise. To kick off Speed Weeks, well, if you ask Michael Rigsby, Speed Weeks doesn't start until Thursday, but I consider Evolution 1.0 Speed Weeks. Uh, it was it was a great two days there. Hey, hey, when I always say when when when, uh, when Volusia's right, when Volusia has that that surface the way it needs to be, man, the race in there is great. Uh, uh, you get that. It, it's not a typical. I mean, it's a big racetrack, but it's like a sprawling circular almost. I mean, there's not much straightaway. And it's just a different shape. It's not these just long straightaways and tight turns like a lot of big racetracks are. I mean, it, it's got it's got some banking to it. It, it just, I, and when I look at Volusia, again, I grew up going to bigger racetracks. I just feel like it's a it's a it looks like a racetrack. It's got a wall around the outside, you know, inside too, and it's a and, and it just has that look. And, and the cars are they're they're flying. You you can let your car hang out at Volusia, uh, and if the track is right the cars aren't just going to get all spread out. There is great racing. I mean, look at four leaders in the, in the Friday race. with only one caution Saturday's race, uh, a great battle between Devin Moran and, and, and Hudson O'Neill. And uh, it, and it, the cars are just, they're on the gas and, and they're close together. It's just, there's a lot of excitement. That's the potential all the time at Volusia and, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like it. I love the place. I've always liked it. I've been, I've been, I've gone to Volusia probably more now, seen more races there than just about anywhere, really. I mean, other than a couple of tracks I grew up at and stuff, because I've, I've seen at least six races, five to six races there every year uh, since 1998. And, and a few of those years I saw more because I went to sprint car races too, mm-hmm. uh, not just the late bottle races. So man, I got, I got a lot of races at Volusia under my belt. And just how much has it improved as a facility? The, just the track itself, oh, the yeah. signage, the lights. They got the wheeling, like, yellow and green lights around the track. The new stands and press box. Like, it's state-of-the-art pretty much. And World Racing Group has done a great job. Kyle McFadden, first question is, we had a rain out opening night. You had your chance to go to Ocean Deck. Did you make it over there? <laughs> I did not go to um, – I did not get I to saw it. your map. You were Ocean right Deck. there. I, I know. I was uh... – I I was right there. It was a missed opportunity, but hey, sure it's not gonna be the last time I'll get down there. No, I, I uh, sadly it's did like not. I was, it's it's all right. We got of, plenty yeah. of time. You got hey, plenty of experience. Next, uh, the window's still open. We can, we can hit it next year together. Right, right, know. man, Derek. Uh, yeah, he needs. Uh, I, I, it wouldn't be the same though if he goes there and he doesn't see like Bill Schlieper pile driving people like you. Derek, right power up bomb, in the air, power bombing, power yes. bombing, whatever that was. Yeah, like doing that kind of, because he's a legend at the ocean deck, no doubt about it. Uh, the way he can throw people, I mean, he couldn't quite get you flipped around like he did the waitress there when he when he took her, uh, you know, did the power bomb there, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's all right. That's something that that yeah. um that Kyle will have to see someday. Okay, Kyle, Devin Moran wins opening night. Hudson O'Neill wins the second night. What's when? Did you think was was bigger for that driver? You can pick you you can pick first, and then Kovac will take the other guy. I just want to hear your two thoughts on the two winners. Uh, what 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 did you take away from those first two, and which one do you think uh, got some good momentum heading into the season? Um, 
I would say that if you asked me that question and if I knew the results going into the weekend, that it would be Hudson O'Neill. But after thinking about it and contemplating it and uh, just watching how the race developed there on Friday, I, I'm going to go with Devin Moran. I mean, that race was an, an absolute, like, like I didn't even showcase. realize. Until, yeah, it was an absolute showcase, right? And could could be, you know, n- not a, a super strong candidate for race of the year, but golly days, I, I mean, it could very well end up in, in the conversation by the end of the year. Uh, just just how, um, you know, he uh, paced that race, managed that race. Yes, I, I mean, it, it was his third straight win um, at the – sunshine nationals uh it's not like he went out there last year and or it's not like it was like last year where he just like went out and and, uh kind of cleaned up shop and and took care of business i mean he was uh steady he was strong when he needed it most and um you know yeah there were there was a whole lot of chatter if you're gonna have to talk about devin moran's race at volusia or his win at of Volusia this past weekend about how his car looks and how skewed it looks and this and that and the other thing. Uh, I did go up to Steve Francis afterward and I was just like, hey, you know, like there's all, all this talk about, you know, Devin's race car and just how skewed it looks and this and that. And it, it passes all of the measurements and uh, he says that there is uh, nothing uh, wrong with it. And so, uh, you know, th- that should take care of that on the technical aspect of it. Um, uh, for this past weekend, but, but no, I, I, I see when I look at Devin Moran, I see a driver who is a maturing, a driver who, uh, is coming off quite honestly, one of the better, like he was up to par, not with Ricky Thornton jr. Obviously last year toward the end of last year, but he was certainly keeping pace with Hudson O'Neill there, uh, toward the end of the season. And we all know how, how close he was to winning, uh, that Lucas Oil Championship. So to see him coming off, you know, um, a big winner in which he got married, by the way, went to all, 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 all Australia, Australia and go. won a race. <laughs> um, he's looking good. So uh, I um, am only thinking, you know, the best for him this year. And so to see him come out and, and uh, when a race isn't isn't uh, shocking at Volusia. Yeah, he uh, ended the year strong there and almost pulled off the upset at Eldora Speedway, getting that uh, getting that championship. He's very good at Volusia. The previous two years has just proved that, no doubt. And I remember at one point, like 10 years ago, he said, East Bay is the best. I love it. I know it's a special place in their heart, but I think, uh, think Volusia is coming up to be one of his top tracks as well. Uh, Kovac, I want to say maybe like Hudson O'Neill last year in that team was kind of like Jordan Love uh, towards the end of the season, started getting faster and faster. And then I'm hoping his sophomore season is going to start off like it did for Huddy uh, in that second night getting the win. I mean, he has great success at Volusia, especially that finale last year. But why do you think that win was so important for that team? You're muted. Yes! You're muted. Yeah, that's right. Look at that. I'm, I'm doing a Derek. I'm doing a Derek. That's right. Uh, I think one thing they could really talk about with uh, with Hudson is something he mentioned in Victory Lane, right when he, you know, did his interview uh, um, after the race, after he won, was he talked about getting Fox Shocks coming on board this year. Uh, you know, with uh, he'd been running. I mean, the, the Rocket deal has always been with with Integra Shocks for a, quite a long time. And, and they, they made a switch over to Fox shock. So, I mean, that's a big, that's a big change, you know, I mean, is it, what, what's, how is that going to, uh, will they need time to figure things out? Obviously they did some testing already. So it wasn't like that was the first time, uh, they, they've run them. I'm, I'm sure they did some testing with them. They ran them last year a little bit, you know, and, and figured and, and got a feel for them. But now this is like the committed to it and to those shocks and, uh, and to come out of the box with a win, was I, I pretty important for him. I think that does a lot, says a lot for, uh, you know, how they'll, they'll feel going forward now. Um, I mean, Friday night wasn't the greatest. They didn't have the greatest night, but I think that uh, Hudson did say that he, he felt like he was still getting better by the end of that race, uh, even though he didn't make a top, get a top 10 finish. And then Saturday he was, he looked 
Yeah, he definitely wasn't like he was in the last race of the Sunshine Nationals last year. He didn't, he didn't qualify. I remember that. And, and that's when um, this beginning of Speed Weeks and kind of was that little, uh, you know, little lull, little uh, strange feeling for him because he, he, he didn't get get out of the box like he really wanted to with the Rocket One team. And, and then once he did win at East Bay uh, a, a couple weeks in, then it just took off from there. And now it seems like he gets the win at Volusia right yeah. right off the bat. Right. Man, and it's it, it's a different story now, you know. I mean, they, they got some confidence. Yeah, and Golden Isles and then Alltech and Abubba's. Yeah, if he starts – if he gets like two more of those, they're going to be like, okay, they're going to East Bay and Volusia. He might get up to six or seven and see one of those – Hot speed right. weeks, but yeah, very, very good win for him there in the finale of the Sunshine Nationals, aka Volusia 1.0. Really quick, uh, Kyle, I think we got to mention mention Shepard. He uh, had some good runs there, a second and a fifth. He leads Barberville with the points lead, which I think for him, considering how it went last year to, to start off, I think he's I think he's feeling pretty confident, feeling pretty uh pretty good about himself with that new uh new race team and new crew. Absolutely. And it's always a quiet confidence, right? With Brandon Shepard. He's always not the, he's never really been the flashiest guy out there. But when you look at the stat sheets and you look at the results, I mean, he's only, he's only getting better with that race team and he's only going to continue to get more comfortable and he's only going to continue to gain a notebook and to get more familiar with his crew and the guys around him. So, um, to have him jump out and to take the points lead uh, in a pair of races in which Bobby Pierce didn't, I mean, yeah, like Bobby was as strong as, as we expected him to be, but didn't quite finish out the races in which, uh, you know, that, that pay points at the end of the day. So uh, strong start there for B Shep. And, uh, you know, now he gets to dial it in on the Lucas Oil Series and, uh, you know, see see how much momentum that he gets to carry into uh, the second round of Volusia here uh, in about a month. Yeah, good start for him. We actually talked to him uh, on the video cast yesterday. It's going to air – or, yeah, it airs yesterday as well uh, as a record on Tuesday. So I guess it airs today as we're recording this. That he kind of took a shot at one of the riders or during fast talk or something. I don't know who it was saying that maybe Sheppy's kind of plateaued off in his career. So he's using that for motivation. Go back. That wasn't you that was that you? Just making sure. I don't think I did that. I don't think I would say he's plateaued. No, he just said he just said some rider. He said some rider. And I know it wasn't you, Swab. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh He wanted to make sure. So he's using that to fuel himself for his second year in the Longhorn. And obviously. He has uh, a lot to prove, but just making sure. I don't think was it you, McFadden? Just we'll have to go back and look and know. see if he keeps these receipts. I don't ever recall ever him saying that he's uh, going to plateau, but I don't know. Some things, uh, you know, people they keep receipts out there and use it as bulletin yeah, bulletin. Board. So, yeah, bulletin right. board material, no doubt about this. Uh, Volusia 1.0 <laughs> in the rearview mirror uh, and. You know what? We're getting ready to start the other national series. Lucas Oil Action kicks off tomorrow night for the Super Bowl racing at Golden Isles Speedway in Brunswick, Georgia, just north of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, it's going to be an exciting race, racing. I you know, enjoy that we kick off there. Uh, it'll be live on Flow Racing every single night. All Lucas Oil Action will be live at Flow. And then, of course, we'll have a full, full Dirt on Dirt content as well, so be sure to check out all the editorial stuff when you're uh, surfing through the videos. Uh, Kevin Kovac, Lucas Oil, I think one of the biggest storylines as we're going to preview for the upcoming season is they're still doing the Final Four format, but they're changing it up. They're not doing a one-race shootout at Eldora. They're actually going to take, after Knoxville next season, the final seven races will determine a champion. So I think they're kind of using a happy medium of what they wanted originally to what maybe what the drivers and fans wanted, like, hey, this is this could be kind of an anomaly, just a one race shootout where anybody can win it. Let's kind of average out seven races and make it make it a little more fair. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, that, I, I've always it, it seemed like the general reaction to most uh, fans and uh, to last year to the Big Four deal was that it was kind of unfair to like one race is is it you know one race 
determines everything after a guy, Ricky Thornton Jr. last year, had such a big lead. Um, I mean, it would have been a different story if everybody's within uh, how if those four guys were all within a, a, a points uh, a differential that would have been able to, you could make it up in one race, but they obviously weren't. There was two races, three races that you would have needed just to make up on all that ground that Ricky Thornton had. So th- this will be a more of a, um, a, 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 it's, it's still different. It's still, you know, a gimmicky in, in that you're, you're resetting the points to zero with seven races left. Um, and only those four guys can win it. Not like a fifth place guy would pretty much be able to make a run in seven races anyway, but, um, <clears throat> it does give them a chance now to, to win the championship. And uh, I, I, if they're going to do this kind of thing, and this is what it takes to get more money into it from sponsors, then seven races is much better. And there's some different tracks in there too. You know, you got, you got Brownstown, you got uh, East Bay. We'll have that 50,000 to win show at the end. It ends again, of course, a d- third track world championship, a couple races at Pittsburgh. So you got some bigger tracks, smaller tracks, medium track, you know, you got some good, uh, you know, versatility you're going to have to show. And, and, and it still brings a little bit of that consistency in it too. Uh, you're not going to, you're not out of it just because you had one bad night or track conditions were bad and, and it really set everything off like it was at Eldora where it kind of threw another monkey wrench into the deal. Uh, it, it is a better, it is a better system uh, for, for this kind of, of, of thing. Yeah, and I think the fans will like it as well, uh, just because there was a, I mean, just because we had a huge points lead, like, the guy was pretty much done at, like, September of winning the championship, that people kind of got upset that he wasn't the true champion. Now, we got seven races, different racetracks, and different styles, so I like that change there. Kyle McFadden, another storyline, I think, is, yeah, Ricky Thornton Jr., he's playing on running Lucas Oil, but it's kind of those outsiders who said, hey, we're only going to have a few races on our schedule. I know Ben Shelton said he texted uh, J.D., and on January 2nd, he said uh, that he only was going to run Golden Isles, but now he has all of the Lucas Oil schedule on there. Brandon Overton, he has all the Lucas Oil schedule on there. They're Both guys have kind of hinted to us, and maybe he said, you know what, we're only going to be pick and choose still. But if you come out of Florida with a good lead or doing damn well, you're you're going to – it, they're going to have some decisions to make. So I think that storyline is, is those guys uh, that are right on the fence and they're going to decide it or not. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's, there's four guys that I have my eyes on. Obviously those, those first two, Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton, but uh, Ethan Dotson, he's planning to run. You know, he signed up on the outlaw tour this year, uh, at least after Volusia. And he's sitting pretty good there in the standings. Uh, on that side of things, and also Drake Troutman, too. He's planning to run uh, all of Speed Weeks from front to back, Outlaws and Lucas, and uh, he's going to make a decision on, uh, you know, what tour he would like to follow, at least here from the start of the season. But um, And then Mike Marler, there's a possibility there, too, that he could also join a tour. Jimmy Owens, you know, I don't think he will rejoin a tour this year, but he certainly has talked about it. So point being said, you know, there's certainly uh, almost 10 guys that, that, that could have a, a, or that are thinking about it. Right. So, um, but in Jonathan Davenport's case, like I know if there's any, I guess, stretch or two races that he's going to have to get through, uh, and it's not even all that much at the end of the day, but still it's a racetrack that you don't really know what you're, what, what it could throw at you until you're in the heat of battle. And that's uh bubble raceway park. Um, not, uh, I remember last year I did a story, uh, on JD after that race, I forget where he finished, but all that I remember is the comment that he made it's. It's almost like the Talladega or Daytona of speed weeks in the sense of like, you don't really know what you're going to get afterward. So uh, in terms of like results, it, it could go either way. It could swing either way. And uh, I guess East Bay is kind of that way too. It's uh, the track can change and you don't really know what conditions you're going to get on a nightly basis, but uh, that's what makes it fun. And, you know, uh, I know we had talked about it in fast talk where it's, it's like, you know, what's our stance on the outlaws, having this loyalty program and pretty much a requirement 
asking teams and drivers to, uh, you know, put down a loyalty deposit. Um, and, and, and so obviously like the Lucas Oil Series, they don't do that, uh, which also adds to the intrigue and, and teams and drivers keeping an open mind and kind of seeing where they stack up at the end of Speed Week. So that's always fun. Uh, it's almost like the transfer portal in college football. You're, you, you have teams and drivers or, or athletes and competitors uh, looking to see where they fall and, and uh, where they commit to at the end of the day. So, um, but those four guys, as I had mentioned, Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, Ethan Dotson, Drake Troutman. I mean, those are, are four drivers that I'll be having my eyes on that could honestly, they, they could swing either way. So uh, Golden Isles will, will maybe start to get a clearer view after the weekend. So last week, Kevin Kovac, we, during our woo preview, we kind of said, how dominant Bobby Pierce was on that series, how dominant he's going to be in this this season for the World of Outlaws. We had a guy in that series last year on the Lucas Oil side of things that broke the season record for wins, became driver of the year, Ricky Thornton Jr. I know he didn't win at Volusia, but am I crazy to say that somehow, some way, he's flying under the radar in the late model world? And I don't, I don't know how that's possible. Probably because he didn't race at uh, – Votto, I have to imagine, but like really no one's talking about him much. And I know they made it, they did some tweaking on the rules changes that with the shocks and stuff. So maybe that might be a thing that is going to hold them back a little bit. I don't know. I just call me crazy, but I think that he's not getting it, uh, the recognition that he deserves. Yeah. Well, it was a little quiet. He, he hasn't, he's this is only his first two late model races of the year. He was off doing, uh, you know, the, the micro sprints and midgets uh, at the chili bowl, you know, while, uh, racing was starting to get going here with the Wild West shootout and also, but I, I didn't see any any change much in, with, with Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, at Volusia. Uh, he, I, I thought he was going to win the first race. He passed everybody he needed to pass, took the lead uh, on Friday night, and it was only because, according to him, in Victory Lane too, right when he spoke, was that he did not put enough tear offs on his on his uh, helmet, you know to to make it through the end because it was there was a lot more mud flying around than I guess he expected um and he was out and so it was you know I mean I saw the picture that he put on his uh Facebook page about uh, of the helmet afterwards and you could see that um it was going to be hard to to see that so he kind of just went to the bottom and, and you know he, he wasn't Ricky Thornton doing Ricky Thornton things because he was handicapped by his visibility there his vision wasn't as good that needs to be if he's going to go make the moves he needed to make through traffic and up on top. So I, I, I scratch, he feels finished third. He's still very good there. And then in the, it was, he, he did have a, a you know, surprisingly, you know, subpar qualifying uh, run on Saturday, way back in the time trials. And that ended up putting him back in the, in the field. And he started way back, had to go from, uh, you know, 24th to third, I think it was, or, or, you know, it was like way back there. He had a what well, 24th. Yeah. What was it? What was it, uh, Kyle? It was, um, the fifth, right. Or fourth, 23rd he, to fourth, third to fourth. He passed 23rd to fourth. So, I mean, that was a heck of a run. How many times you don't see guys getting a top five from starting that far back too often. So I think Ricky Thornton will be, will be fine this year. Uh, and he, he's never won an East Bay race. That's one thing he's never done. So I think that he gets that knocked out of the way this year. He, he'll be in victory lane before, uh, the, the last, uh, winter nationals is done at East Bay. He's got his last chance here and I think he'll get one. We'll yeah, be talking just, about him more. <laughs> oh, you, sure you think he'll be, you think he's going to do okay, Kyle? We're like, we don't have to hit the panic button yet. I know I like to do that a lot. <laughs> Uh, but I think he'll, he'll be he'll be just fine. I know he's damn good at Golden Isles and Altec and Bubba. I think he'll find his stride by the time Speed Week's over. I believe. Totally. I mean, the where this past week at Evolution, right? I mean, he he like doesn't if he doesn't run out of tear offs. I mean, you can look back at that race and he ran out with 15 to go. And if you fast forward to about that time when he's leading, I mean, he, his pace completely falls off. And so like, he couldn't run the top. He couldn't be charging corners. Like he really wants to, cause he can't, he can't really see. Uh, he almost compared it to like those, like DUI alcohol impairment goggles that you throw <laughs> on and, and it, everything's just kind of like, 
really fuzzy and, and just really difficult to do much of anything. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he probably like at, at least like would have finished second, if not won the race. And then on Saturday, I mean, he just made an honest mistake in qualifying, hopped the turn one cushion, completely butchered his, his lap and uh, which put him really deep and behind and uh, really for the rest of the night. So um, he's really good at Golden Isles. He's really good. I mean, he's really built up a notebook and confidence at, over, over these last few trips to Speed Weeks here. And so um, no panic button, no panic button on RTJ yet. Uh, really not at all. I don't expect to push it at all this year, but uh, hey, he's going to need to start capitalizing, right? Uh, you can't put together three good quarters in racing and not pull through in the fourth, or you have to uh, have to start capitalizing at some point in, in time. But no, all is going to be well there for that SSI Motorsports 20RT team. So, Kevin, hypothetically, let's say JD and – Brandon Overton aside, you know what? I think this season we're better fit to just go race independently. We've had good season, good seasons in the past of doing that. I would think Brandon Overton's leaning more towards that way anyway. JD, he's he's a toss-up. But let's just say those two guys go their separate ways, race plenty of Lucas races, but they just want to go do their own thing. It kind of makes it very interesting of who this Final Four could be with the potential guys coming in. A – we have like seven drivers on the list out of like the 12 to 14 that have never won a Lucas Oil race. And B, you have a guy like, oh, say Kyle Bronson or Brian Shirley. They have great speed weeks. Would they jump ship? Because they know that, you know, two spots that were, you know, or one spot guaranteed, but likely two spots aren't going to be taken up. We might, we might consider running that. It, it would open up Pandora's box if those two guys decided to sit out and just do their own thing. That's kind of a cool storyline, I think. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You can't go from Lucas Oil now to World of Outlaws because uh, if you didn't put your loyalty bonus up, I mean, loyalty right. deposit, then you didn't get the bonus points. So like all those guys who put their money up to at least, you know, they'll, they'll get it back if they get to a certain point. Um, they're already, I mean, those guys are, you, you can't, you can't go run the Outlaws now. So any of these guys running Lucas Oil, um, that they can't do the, but you can go the other way. I mean, those outlaw guys could still go run, you know, change their, uh, you know, like that's what Max Blair, Boom Briggs, they did it last year. They started off with the outlaws and they ended up running with Lucas. So uh, that's still a possibility. Um, and, and it does. I mean, when you're talking Jonathan Davenport and Brandon, Brandon Overton, I mean, Brandon Shepard's one guy that's talked about. I mean, he might go run Lucas Oil. You could possibly throw him in that too. If he, although he's obviously he's leading the points, but still got to go through the, the dirt car nationals to see how he comes out of that. And, you know, maybe he comes out better in Lucas Oil. So he might have a decision, you know, forward, you know, into the spring. Uh, but with Davenport and Overton, those are two of the top drivers in the country. I mean, those guys have obviously won at the biggest races. They are, uh it's it's if they go run a series it changes everything the whole depth of the whole uh roster everything there and if they don't again it changes the it opens it up i mean because you're it, it's hard to picture davenport and overton uh i mean both of them not meeting in the top four i mean overton didn't make the top four last year but man, if he would go back, you'd have to be like, man, that's not happening again. You know, I mean, and there's only four spots for that final championship uh, battle. And and that's that'll be a really, really tough one. I mean, you just look through that. We're, we'll make our predictions here. But man, uh, it, it changes. It, it opens it up if, if those two guys aren't in there. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a thing that I think Rigsby and us will talk about the drive home like who's gonna who's gonna be on it who's gonna who's gonna fall off but like you said the world of outlaws and you know put that rule in he had to you know put some money in beforehand and I know like this year they had the same race on the same weekend in March past years I think we went almost to like May we had during COVID year Mark Richards had a private jet to fly Sheppy from one track to the other so uh you just you just never know in the the dirt late model world so uh Final thoughts here. Let's go. Let's go with some over unders before we get to our final four pick. How many you guys want to do that? I think we did that last week. So Kyle McFadden, uh, 
Let's you got? let's go with Rick Ricky Thornton Jr. I'm gonna go with twenty and a half. I mean, over under on that. Can he can he beat his record? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think what did he get last year? Did he get over twenty? It was twenty two, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think it's a fair number. That's yeah, it, yeah, including more. semi features, including the semi features. Nineteen yeah. full field wins. I I know that for sure. All right, so, well, if we're counting I think semi four, features, four, four semis. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. eighteen and a half. We'll make it fair. Eighteen and a half. Ooh. You're um, talking full fields here too, right, Derek? Or not? Not the semis, right? The semis that they count towards their point. They count towards their wins. Towards the history. they count towards theirs. Outlaws don't count them for for yeah, full so. feature. You know, full feature. I'm just going to go by the, the rule book. Field. By the rule book. So, by the rule book. Right. So if, uh, if I think, look, Tim McCready can't go this long again, he, he's not going to have another season, right? Without, I mean, he didn't even win a a full field feature last year, if I can recall. And if Dalton Wilson's going to pick off, I think Dalton Wilson's going to take, you know, a few this year. I think Garrett Alverson's got a win in him. I think Hudson O'Neill's got more, more than, more than uh, six on tour. So what I'm saying is, I'm going to take the under with Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, not because he's going to fall off by any you know, drastic stretch, but um, I just think that the competition is going to be a little bit closer this year for him. Would it shock me if he reached the over? Absolutely not, but I'm going to take take the under on uh, uh, this one. Kovac over under and why? Uh, I go under too, like in that same kind of – I think he still gets double figures. He's got to go double figures Absolutely. again. But but you just like Hudson, I feel like he doesn't have a slump in the middle of the summer or, or drought in the middle of the summer where he doesn't get a win. Devin Moran got to get more. Devin didn't win a race after with the uh, series, you know, a full field after uh, the show me right after Thornton was had that win stripped from him. Uh, and, and McCready's the same. I, and I feel like Dalton Wilson, Garrett, and maybe a Max Blair, maybe they get more wins. We'll have to see what Earl Pearson Jr. does with the racing with J- Jason Round, but maybe he has a has a win or two in him. Um, it, it even and if if Overton and Davenport run the series, I, I would even put it a few more down. I, I just think when a guy wins so many races like Thornton did last year, and I, and Thornton and Andy Anthony Burroughs, his whole team, they all know this. Every time they won a race, that was just making all those other guys work harder. And it's hard to just come back the next year and do that, win just as many races. It's Those guys have been, you know, chomping at the bit here, you know, over the over the short off season to, to get back out there and, and try to beat, take uh, take Ricky down. And, uh, man, I, I, it's just, there's not going to be the, there'll be more spread out, I feel like, you know, just this more wins spread out. Okay, this driver's trying to desperately probably get a bounce back here. He only had two prelim feature wins. So I'm going to go with T-Mac, Tim McCready, Comic Bad, and I'll set it at three and a half. Surely, surely you can get T-Mac over that hump there this year. I know he, he probably wants to throw 2023 out the window. I'm going to go over there with him. Um, I don't know. It's like we'll have to see. I feel like. Um, you know, as, as much as that team has probably wanted to stick with being the Longhorn house car driver, I just feel like personally, you know, them now going off on, uh, you know, their own, not terms, but, uh, starting, starting over, uh, will help them. Um, and so in a way it's, uh, allows them to push the reset button and, and, uh, take off, I guess, like some of those as I would imagine kind of, uh, responsibilities that it, it calls for being the house car driver. And, um, and so I think uh, it's going to open up new doors and it's going to uh, make some more inroads here to victory lanes. So I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go with four for T-Mac. Kevin Kovac, your boy T-Mac, Tim McCready, one of your best friends. What do you got? How about I give him over? I'm going to go over too. He's coming back this year. He's going to be stronger. This is his, He's turning 50 years old in, in April. You know, he's, he's, he's joining the, the, the club here at 50 years old. So I mean, five sounds like a good number, at least, you know. I mean, at the least, I say uh, five for the 50th year for McCready. Um, he just he's going to just be he'll be better this year. He's going to get he's going to get back to some uh, full field victories. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to get 
a couple full. I think he'll get a crown jewel at one of those tracks. Maybe he gets. I think he'll get one at All Tech this year to start off, and he'll be feeling pretty solid. Okay, Hudson O'Neill. He had six Lucas Oil wins last year in the championship. But I think we've all agreed so far in this, he's going to have a bounce, or not a bounce back year, but just a better year, a next level year in the Lucas Oil Series. So I'm going to go it. I'm going to go nine and a half. Does he get to the double digit mark? Kyle McFadden. Huddy O'Neill. Absolutely. You can bet on it. Um, I think he's going to. I think he's going to get 10. Uh, I think 12. Uh, he could get up to 12 wins this year. Uh, but we're going to go with. I'm going to go with 10. Uh, he had six last year. And that was without. Here, let me see how long that stretch was. He went from May 4th at Atomic to. He did pick up that prelim or, or that semi feature win at Muskegon on June 30th. But he went from May 4th. Uh, to August 26th at Port Royal without a full field feature win. He does not do that over the summer, and uh, he's going to crack 10 for sure. Okay, let's go, Kovac. I think I think I know what you're going to say, but we have to hear your answer. I say I'm going to – I'll put like a little, uh, you know, extra asterisk here. You know, if Davenport and Overton both run this whole series, then I'll go under. But if they don't, then I go over. Uh, for for uh for Hudson, I mean that's gonna make again that'll it'll take some wins away from everybody if Davenport and Overton run it, uh, and I feel like <clears throat> that that um Hudson I, I'm I'm feeling a double digit win season for him. Uh, I think I, I I think one of our fast talks or something. When I, I already made like a I already I'm like I we had to throw a prediction out and I I said over 20 wins overall for for Hudson and I think yeah that that's a that's a good number there. So if he's going to get over 20 overall, he'll probably get to double digits. But I, I think he might just fall short if Davenport and Overton are still in there too, like trying to take in a couple wins away. So last year, those two drivers you just mentioned from the state of Georgia had 11 total wins on the Lucas Oil Series with Overton mm -hmm. and JD. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Combined wins for those two, Kyle McFadden. We'll set it at 12 and a half for those guys the whole season. So, A, or do you think they're going to be committed, I guess, a little bit? Or, B, they just come in and just still win 12 and a half combined between Overton and J.D.? Ooh, Ooh this, is a, this is a difficult one. I'm doing some research on the fly here. Well, J.D. had Overton one had, of Overton had three. Year. Overton three. had three and J.D. had eight. Yeah. Um, I would have to imagine that Davenport, you know, picks up his win total in the slightest, like, Oh, eight wins for Jonathan last year. Oh, I, I, I'm going to say he gets eight again. What's the over-under? that? 11 and a half. 11 and a half. 11 or 12 and a half for those guys. 12 and a half. I'm going to go under uh, for like whatever reason. I just don't think like the Lucas Oil series schedule really suits Brandon Overton, which is why I, I, I don't think we're going to see him back on tour this year. Uh, but I do think we're going to see Davenport back again again uh but i i think he'll still hit or or have eight wins at the end of the season all right kevin kovac do you think they get over 12 and a half i mean overton if he doesn't run it i still think he's gonna run 30 of them i mean there's a lot of good big paying races ones close to home so can those two combine get to that number Overton might win more races if he doesn't run the series and if he did run the series. I mean, that's a good possibility because yeah. he'll just come in. Like he said last year after uh, the, the Pittsburgh race, the, the Pittsburgher, when he didn't make the top four, he he likes being more prepared like to come in and, and get some guys like when they're maybe tired because they've been on the road or something. And he could pop in there a little more, a little fresher. Because uh, it was a struggle for him last year, especially after that back, uh, you know, like the neck and back, uh, you know, pain he was going through after Eldora in June. Um, so, I, you know what? Let's go over that. I, I, even if even if Overton doesn't run the series and uh, Davenport does, I say they, you know, they'll combine for, for more than that. More than that. Right. More than your what? Uh, more than your number. Of 12 and a 12 half. 12 and a half. Yes. I will go big sexy when six Lucas Oil wins this year. And then JD wins eight, so they're going to hit the over there, and uh, we're both all going to be correct on that one. Last one, we're going to take Dalton Wilson, Max Blair, and Garrett Alberson 
over one and a half. Do those three combine and win one and a half each or wins? Kyle McFadden, you're up. Totally. I I think Dalton Wilson's good for at least two this year. I think Max Blair's going to get one. I think Garrett Alverson's going to find victory lane. So I'm going to take four on the whole for them. Um, so absolutely taking the uh, taking the over. All right, over on that one. Kevin Kovac, my boy, what do you think? Well, I feel like Dalton, Dalton Wilson – We'll get three. I, I could feel three for Dalton Wilson. He's just had too many runner-up finishes and been so too close to, to not get yeah. multiple uh, wins this year. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he just has been so close. And, uh, and, and, and like, when he gets that first one, he's going to break through uh, and get a few more. Uh, I, I just feel like you just see him progressing better and better each year so far. And, and Albertson, he looked really strong out there. He looked, you know, out there at the Wild West shootout. He looked good. <clears throat> Blair – it might be the the little different here though because he doesn't he is with a new team we'll have to see how that works out but uh if, if, if there's one thing I, i'll see about like drivers when they're out there like three four years you know like now that that wilson and and blair and uh uh and alberson are, are doing and if you can't get win if you don't get at least one win after those three years blair did get a win last year at lernerville it, it was a semi-feature so he doesn't have a full field one with lucas yet but he did win a semi-feature um but if you don't get a win like after three four years then i, I almost feel you gotta you, you start reevaluating if you're gonna stay out there you know like you need to show a little bit you need to start showing those wins after a few years or uh or it's or, or, or national touring is going to be a little the fi- not financially working for a guy, or you might not be able to, you know, get, get, you have to get wins, you know, and you have to start showing some wins. And I, I think all three of those guys are, are, are right on the edge. They, they should be able to, to break through. All right. Just a bonus one uh, over under 3,900 bush light bottles that will be consumed out of boom Briggs's hauler. That means not necessarily him or Shane drinks them all, but just total 3,900 beers. I said that's 60 beers a night. Uh, given out with you know around sixty five races. So Kovac, just a bonus one. Thirty nine hundred beers, Bush Light uh, bottles, just Lucas Oil action. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of them. I mean, like you're not. I mean, sixty beers a night. You're talking that is that like what the number is there? You, you're you're averaging out. Uh, just that's I mean, just race nights. They- race nights. Because sixty beers <sighs> times sixty five race nights, roughly, give or take, it's thirty nine hundred beers. Which would be? I don't know that. Hundred divided by a twenty-four pack. I think it'd be one hundred and sixty-two cases. They, oh, they could they could do that just in you know like get a speed good, weeks. I mean, speed weeks is gives them a good head start because you know like there's some I'm races there. where they're not going to have a lot. Yeah, you, you're, you're yeah you Super go famous. you race you got to go to the next night you know but when you're there for like these right. three or four days and then in speed weeks for a whole week at east bay and volusia and all i mean that's gonna that really i mean everybody knows they got to go to boom's trailer that, that's where you're going to get some beers there's always going to be beers there i mean they get them delivered on a you know by by a forklift right over at the shop to to head out so uh there's always going to be beers there um so man, we are we are we gonna keep track of this? Who's who's keeping track of this? Uh, we'll have to have Shane. Shane will have to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How many so, cases they go through a year? We'll man. just put we'll we'll put another. Let's thing go on over. Plate. What the hell? Let's, let's go, go over. Man. Let's go over. Yeah, let's just. Shane has not much to do anyway on that race team. So we'll we'll just give him some yeah, other. Yeah. Uh, he never has to fix news. anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I like the over on that too. But I just wanted to kind of do some numbers there and see if that's possible. I very much do think it's possible, especially for those race firecracker. He's gonna smoke it. I mean, I mean, his, yeah, his I mean, like, geez, how many? How many? It's Boom Nation there, right? I mean, there's so yes. many of the Boom Clan there, the Chubb Frank Clan. Yeah. They'll, yeah. Although they do at that one, you do get to get some beers out of Chubb's trailer too. So that might, that might, you know, we'll have to, a we'll have to see. Like, where like, does they all count? They all count. Throw them in the same thing or what? You know? Yes. Yes. All right. Final four, Kyle McFadden, really quick. Just who do you think is going to be uh, racing post Knoxville for a Lucas Oil Championship? RTJ, Hudson O'Neill, you know, they're shoe-ins in the final four here, right? And then, you know, I'm going to stick with Devin Moran as the third. If Jonathan Davenport runs, I think he'll take that fourth spot. 
If not, I think that Tim McCready will slide into that fourth spot. Uh, but right behind him, like Dalton Wilson, uh, Tyler Herb. Um, I mean, there's a few a few guys that if like Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton, if they don't run the tour, I, I think that fourth spot can allow for somebody else to really sneak in there. But uh, I'm going to go with RTJ, Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moran, and T-Mac um, as my four. I like it. I think T-Mac has a bounce back year. Uh, question sure. marks with those other guys, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kevin Kovac, who's your final four? Yeah, I can't not lock in uh, RTJ and Hudson right off the bat. And then those other two spots, I mean, yeah, again, like that, there's that uncertainty of Davenport and Overton. Do they come if they run the whole thing? They're obviously one of those is making them at least, but I'm going to put, uh, I'll put, I'm going to go off of, uh, you know, Davenport does it. All right. Let's say that Davenport makes it and T-Mac makes it. And he, and it's a, just a, it's really close between uh, those last three guys, uh, uh, T-Mac, Devin Moran and Davenport, I think. I mean, there's going to be a really, it's going to be a, a, you know, really, really close uh, between those guys for the points because they're all like got a, a good, uh, a good consistency with for them. At 11.58 on Tuesday, January 23rd, Derek Kessner is going to go with Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moran, Jonathan Davenport and Ricky Thornton Jr. will be the final four. And at 11.58 a.m. on this day, I texted Brandon Overton, said, heard you're a Lucas Oil regular this year. He says negative. So as of currently at this turn state, I was considered sliding him in. He says, eh, eh, D-Swap. At this time, just negative. Just one word answer. That's what I like about him. Then I said, see you at Illinois Speed Week. Ha ha. He says, just see me. I'll see you at Tri-County. So... Who knows what Brandon Overton <laughs> thinks sexy is going to do uh, this season. But regardless, I think that's the final four it's going to be. I think uh, T-Mac will be the outside looking in. Maybe he can prove me wrong. i like to see you know the New York driver in his 50th uh, birthday year go to the championship and uh, maybe compete for a Lucas Oil title and go for his third Lucas Oil championship. One more thing. Let's go with Kyle. Yeah, so, you know, I can't be wearing this awesome tie-dye shirt that has Bobby Pierce's name slapped on the front <laughs> of it without giving the backstory behind the, this. So uh, I had a had a uh, uh, a conversation with Mama Pierce over the weekend at Volusia. Uh, she uh, gave us some feedback on, on, on our driver of the year pick um, and, um, and gave her a strong case for why it should have been Bobby. And, uh, and, uh, but, but no, we, uh, had a good conversation and she gave, gave me the shirt and said, if, if I give you the shirt, would you wear it on the podcast next week that she'll be tuned in and sure enough, kept my word and, and, uh, you know, always, oh, always nice to, uh, you know, have some friendly, good hearted, uh, um, debates and conversations. So, uh, that's my one more thing and uh i'll be at golden isles too this weekend uh for the super bowl of racing so uh, make sure you tune in and uh look for all the coverage on dirt on dirt.com kevin Kovac. well i mentioned it a little bit earlier there uh, earl pearson jr sneaks in here right before the start of the lucas oil season with a ride it wasn't sure if he was gonna back off, retire, just limited schedule. What was he going to do after uh, after Jason Papich, his owner for the last few years, uh, uh, decided to you know shut down his team? And he was looking around. He has that Lucas Oil sponsorship, other sponsors that are really behind him that really will come along with him. And and he was able to, to piece something together, put something together right, right, you know, week before the um, – Barely over a week before the start of the Lucas Oil season, with Jason Rowan out there in uh, in Iowa, it was Zach Freels as the crew chief. The car will be, uh, he obviously kept up there in uh, in, in Iowa, and uh, and they're going to hit the road, see if they can do it. Uh, Rowan has equipment, obviously. It's not like he has to put stuff together at the last minute, 
but to, to run a whole series, they're still going to have to do some, uh, some upgrades and some, uh, you know, a little bit of extra work than, uh, than just running a specials only schedule. Uh, and so we'll see, at least we get the Earl Pearson. We'll be back on the Lucas oil tour. So uh, the, the longest running guy, the guy who's made the most starts on that tour, uh, four-time champion, uh, see if we can get a few more wins uh, before he, uh, he, he was, he was looking at the retirement. I think, I mean, I'm talking to him a couple of months ago, you could see that he was, you know, it was in his mind about what's he going to do after, you know, not racing, not what, what's life after the national tour look like, but he could put that off for a year. It looks like at least one year now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's uh, the veteran, the former multi-champion of the series. He's going to try to get maybe feels like to us one more crack at it and see if he can uh, make that final four in his, uh, in his new race team with the driver out of Iowa, former driver out of Iowa. Go back. I still remember that uh, 2010 USA nationals when he about shocked the world and got that W and then he kind of bobbled there and wanted to, but uh a good friend of the program, Jason Ryan. Hopefully they have some good success. My one more thing is tomorrow we kick off just this great dirt-on-dirt dirt coverage of Speed Weeks. It's the 17th year uh, for the company of just doing awesome Speed Weeks uh, coverage. We'll have the drive home. We will have uh, the minute. We'll have race day. We'll have full highlights. All points in between. Great stories by these guys. It's just one of my favorite times of year when we head down there because all eyes are on Florida and Georgia. All eyes are going to be interested to see what the post-race uh, reactions are. I cannot wait to get down to uh, Golden Isles as I uh, make my journey while I'm, while I'm driving right now while this thing airs. So it's kind of like just like, whoa, time time's just a crazy uh, vortex. But, yeah, be sure to check out DirtOnDirt.com. Uh, I don't know after this year how much the content will be like for the entire Speed Weeks, but we're doing at least one more time going all the way through Volusia, we cannot wait for that. Uh, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be great for our subscribers, and then also in Flow Racing, we'll have every single lap of live of the Lucas Oil action. But I want you guys can get dirt on dirt if you haven't, and just go check it out. It's uh, some great stuff there. Uh, be sure to check it every single day, especially if you're drinking coffee or uh, doing other things as well when you wake up. Till next time, uh, we'll be talking post Golden Isles. We'll be headed to another racetrack down there in Florida and Georgia as we head to Ocala and all tech until next time this is the dirt reporters thank you for watching